Welcome, you found Annunciation Parish in real life, the weekly podcast of Annunciation Parish in Evansville, Indiana. Welcome to our podcast for February 17th, 2021. This is Father Alex with the Signs of Life at Annunciation Parish. It is Ash Wednesday and snow is covering the ground, which has maybe thrown off our plans for masses and maybe even how we would prefer to start the season of Lent. But by now, we're accustomed to having our plans thrown out the window and Maybe that's a good way to start Lent, because this is not a season of projects. It's easy, I think, to view our Lenten observances as projects, as implementing our plan for our conversion. But let's be honest. I mean, if our conversion were up to us, the only direction we would go is backwards. We just don't have the... Uh, the perseverance. We don't have the willpower to do what needs to be done. Conversion is the work of God. Our contribution is to show up and allow him to work in us. And so let's keep that in mind as we begin this season of Lent, which isn't too hard because, frankly, reality is showing it to us right now. Uh, Yesterday, as I was making snow angels in my backyard, I realized that now would be a good time to introduce to the parish a new initiative that we are bringing to our school children. As you may know, our school mascot is the angels, and you may or may not know that there are traditionally nine choirs of angels, which I'll talk about in a bit. We hear them mentioned in the preface just before the Eucharistic prayer at Mass. Here's the end of the preface at the beginning of the season of Advent. The priest says, And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory. Now, we also hear about the virtues and the seraphim and the cherubim in other prefaces. These are some of the choirs of angels. They're not just fancy words that the church throws in there to make it sound like a big deal. It is a big deal, and the church wants us to know that. And so in the upcoming segment, I'll share with you the introduction that we are giving to our students, and I invite you to join the students in coming to know the choirs of angels. It's good for all of us to better understand the reality that surrounds us, the reality that is seen and the reality that is unseen. Friends, the angels matter and they are a part of our lives. And to share life with them is part of the real life of Annunciation Parish. Let's talk about angels. Angels are mysterious creatures We imagine them like little babies floating around with wings and taking naps on top of clouds. But the fact is that angels are very powerful creatures, and they play a very important role in the world and in the world to come. An angel is a spiritual creature made by God, and that means that angels don't have bodies, although oftentimes they're depicted as coming to us in physical form. But the fact is, angels don't have bodies. They are pure spirit. 
And so unlike us human beings who are physical creatures, and we can tell each other apart by what we look like, so we can say, Father Alex is bald and Father Ambrose is, well, also bald, but at least you can tell us apart. Uh, We can tell each other apart by physical differences. But the angels, because they're always angels and they're pure spiritual beings, we can't tell them apart by their physical characteristics. Instead, we distinguish them by their role in creation. Now, tradition tells us that there are nine choirs of angels. And when I say choir, I don't mean a musical group of angels. I just mean that that's what that group is called. It's called a choir. There are nine choirs of angels, and we've come to understand this through what's contained in Scripture, uh, what's been revealed to us in the church and through the saints throughout the history who have had visions of angels. The first group we might call the choir of beauty. This group is always surrounding God. The seraphim are the highest level of angels, and they burn with the love of God constantly. The cherubim are just below them, and they have an intimate knowledge of God and are always praising Him. Then come the thrones. These angels are known by their humility. It's through the thrones that the lower angels have access to God. So that is the choir of beauty. The second choir is called the choir of truth because they help order the entire universe towards the truth of God. The first choir in this group are called dominions. They're angels of leadership and help guide the work of angels. Below them, we have the virtues or the the shining ones because they guide all of nature and make miracles happen. Finally, we have the powers who do just what their name suggests. They defend the universe and all creation against evil spirits. That's the choir of truth. Finally, we have the choir of goodness. Because these angels work to make humanity good and holy. The first group are called principalities, who have a particular responsibility for guiding earthly leaders and governments. Next come the archangels. We're most familiar with this group of angels, and we know the names of some of them, Gabriel, Michael, and Raphael, just to name a few. They play a very important role in delivering messages from God to us. Finally, we have the angels. Pure and simple, they deliver God's messages to us and our messages to God. Our personal guardian angels fall in this category. So why is this important to us? Why is it important for us to know about the choir of angels? Well, first of all, it's important because they're part of creation. God has made them, and we know that everything that God makes has a purpose. And so the more we can understand about the angels, the more we can understand about God. But also, it's a way for us to better understand how we fit in to this grand scheme of creation that God has made. And so we're going to do something in our school to help us to really enter into the life of the angels. This is how it's going to work. Every class will be divided so that they represent or are represented by one of the choirs of angels. And we'll start from the top.
The eighth graders are the seraphim, and their focus is zeal. The seventh graders are the cherubim, and their focus is purity. The sixth graders are the thrones, and their focus is dedication. That's the choir of beauty. Then comes the choir of truth, represented by the middle grades. The fifth graders are the dominions, and their focus is justice. The fourth graders are the virtues, and their focus is prudence. The third graders are the powers, and their focus is courage. That's the choir of truth. Then comes the choir of goodness, represented by our lower grades. The second graders are the principalities, and their focus is service. Then comes the first graders, represented uh, by the archangels, and their focus is understanding. And the kindergartners are the angels, and their focus is encouragement. The goal here, friends, is not just to learn about the angels, but to imitate them. We want to be holy like they are and to bring God's message to the world. And so this is step one. Get to know your choir and all the choirs. Commit them to memory. I might be testing you at some of the school masses. Think of the characteristic that they represent and try to commit those to memory. Associate the choir with their characteristic and let's seek to really imitate them in the way that we live. This is Deacon John with a moment of meditation. During this Lenten season, Father Alex has invited our parish to pray the 33 days of consecration to St. Joseph and to utilize the book, Consecration to St. Joseph, The Wonders of Our Spiritual Father, written by Father Donald H. Calloway. Pope Francis declared this liturgical year to be dedicated to St. Joseph. The Holy Father wrote, Each of us can discover in Joseph the man who goes unnoticed, a daily, discreet, and hidden presence, an intercessor, a support and a guide in times of trouble. St. Joseph reminds us that those who appear hidden or in the shadows can play an incomparable role in the history of salvation. St. Joseph has much to teach us about faith, fortitude, work, prayer, family. St. Joseph is the patron of the universal church, the patron of workers, and the patron of fathers. Yes, St. Joseph is a man for us all. Joseph is the patron for all of us who seek to be better listeners. Joseph has no spoken words in the Gospels. Rather, he is noted for his silence and his action. He acts upon the Word of God. He listened. He dreamed. He waited. He followed the words of the angel. He went where God led him. He is a figure of holy trust. His example reveals to us that in silence the Lord can act. For those of us who are quiet or reserved or shy, God can bring about great good in the world. For those of us who have difficulty quieting ourselves or find silence tedious, we can learn from St. Joseph's example. He is the patron for all who seek to trust in God. 
Joseph was faced with Mary's unexpected pregnancy and the possibility of scandal, yet he trusted God's will and cared for the woman he loved. He pondered in silence and acted in just mercy. He is also the patron of people who end up being sent where they may not want to go. Joseph had to travel with Mary to Bethlehem to register for the Roman census. And that's where they gave birth in Bethlehem to Jesus. And then when King Herod sought to kill the newborn Jesus, Joseph had to flee Judea and take Mary and baby Jesus to Egypt as a refugee family. Then when Jesus was twelve and Joseph took him and Mary on pilgrimage to Jerusalem, the child Jesus went missing for three days, and Joseph and Mary had to retrace their steps in Jerusalem to seek their lost son. In so many ways, he is the patron for all who might be fearful about the future and for all who are forced to take a difficult and dangerous journey. He is an intercessor for refugees and migrants. He stands as an example for all those who are anxious or worried about their future. In so many ways, he is a saint for our times. Lastly, Joseph is the patron for all who feel unworthy or unready or unprepared. Joseph was chosen for an extraordinary role in salvation history. Scripture describes him as righteous, as just. There is no doubt he was a good and holy man. But how could he possibly have been ready to be the guardian and father of the Son of God? Yet he was a man unafraid to surrender himself to the will of God. St. Joseph was first and foremost like us. He was not perfect. He was someone who struggled with temptation, doubts, and difficulties. But across a lifetime of obstacles and problems, Joseph became what God intended him to be. <laughs> he helped raise the Savior of the world. He did it by having faith in times of uncertainty and showing courage in times of doubt. These are qualities we all need. These are the building blocks for a holy life, and in fact, a holy family. Jesus is our brother, and Mary and Joseph were his parents. So as Mary is our blessed mother, then St. Joseph is our spiritual father. When we are facing some insurmountable problem, we might consider St. Joseph. He who was the quiet presence in the gospel may actually have much to say if we are willing to listen. The carpenter who taught Jesus how to measure and cut wood and stone and build can teach us as well how to measure our lives, cut out or trim what is unneeded, and build families of faith and trust. Joseph was a man of hope, even in the midst of darkness. In our own journey of faith, there will be surprise and joy, for God can clear a path and make a way for us, like he did for St. Joseph. May we dream like St. Joseph as we begin our journey of Lent, following Christ to Jerusalem, entering into his passion, death, and resurrection. Let us be ready to wake from sleep and walk on in faith, as did St. Joseph. Pope Francis concludes his letter on the year of St. Joseph with a prayer of encouragement, confidence, and hope. 
and I pray it now. Hail, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to you God entrusted his only Son. In you Mary placed her trust. With you Christ became man. Blessed Joseph, to us too show yourself a father and guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Thanks for spending time with us. Join us again next week right here on Annunciation Parish in Real Life.